Orla, Perik Base, Mishnah Yud Aleph, 2.11. This mission really picks up on a topic we discussed back in 2.8. There we had a case of a dough into which some leavening agent fell that was permitted, and then more leavening agent fell into the dough, which was forbidden. And each of the two leavening agents, in and of themselves, could have made the dough rise sufficiently. So there we said the whole mix is forbidden, because the forbidden leavening agent expedited the leavening process and made the dough um, ferment in time. And even if it overshot the mark, it doesn't matter because um, you could the dough even if it becomes too fermented and inedible, so then it can be used as or. The point is that the effects of the forbidden dough are certainly nikar; they're evident, and therefore the mixture is forbidden. And there I threw in a point which may have seemed a little bit superfluous at the time, that we do not say the principle of ze ze gorem mutar. We don't apply the rule that if you have two things working in concert, one of those things is permitted and one of those things is forbidden, and they work together, the usual rule, lahalacha, which will be the machlokas of our Mishnah here in Yudalif, but the usual rule, lahalacha, is ze ze gorem is mutar, meaning if you have two things working together and one of them is forbidden and one of them is permitted, then the output is normally going to be, at least be the evid after the fact, it'll be permitted. Like, for example, we had a case in the beginning of, of um, in the previous parak, here we said, you're not allowed to plant a nut of an orla tree, and you're also, but you are, yes, allowed to plant the branch of an orla tree, a tree in its first three years. And then we said, I said, that if you do plant that nut, bidi evid after the fact, the tree that grows from that nut, that was an orla nut, will be permitted, even though you can't get benefit from the nut because it's an oral nut, but since the nut alone couldn't make a tree grow, it has to have the nut plus the soil, etc., and the soil is not permit, not forbidden. So it's it's a zevazegorem, the nut added to the tree, but so did the soil, and they both are components to making the tree grow. And since one of the components is forbidden and one is permitted, it's zevazegorem, and after the fact, anyways, um, it is permitted. So that was the same. We said that didn't apply in Mishnachet, because over there, the forbidden quantity of leaven all by itself could have made the dough rise. And therefore, just because you have added into it some permitted leavening agent, that doesn't solve the problem. And that's the big difference. Since the leavening agent that was forbidden could do it by itself, we don't say zevazegorem. Now, in our Mishnah, we discuss the very machlokus of whether or not zevazegorem is mutar. The Mishnah says, Seor shel chulin vishel truma. You have... A leavening agent, some of which is permitted, it's chulin, and some of which is truma, is forbidden. isa, and they both fall into the dough. Neither of the two portions of leavening agent by themselves would be sufficient to make the dough rise. And therefore, they only work in concert. And vinitztarfu v'chimtzu, that's exactly what they do. They work together to make the dough rise. So, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, I consider what went in last. I'll come back to that. It doesn't matter which fell in first and which fell in second. It doesn't matter. The forbidden component won't forbid the whole dough unless the dough that was forbidden in and of itself was sufficient to make the dough rise. And since it was not in this case, we will apply the rule of Zevazeh Gorem, and the Chacham hold that Zevazeh Gorem is Mutter. Rebbe Lezer disagrees, and he holds Zevazeh Gorem is Aser. Now, 
the words of the Mishnah are a little misleading because they sound as if, I'll read the words again to you, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Achar ha'achron aniba. I consider what fell in second. After the second ingredient is what I go after. And that suggests, but incorrect, it's an incorrect understanding according to the Gemara Psachim. It suggests that if first fell in the Isser and then before, since it couldn't do the leavening all by itself, then fell in the Heter, so then the mixture would be permitted. That's not quite true. The case is, certainly if first fell in the Heter and then the Isser fell in second, bring it to leaven, so then he would for sure hold the mixture as forbidden because that's a Zev Zegorim. They work together and he holds Zev Zegorim as Usser. However, in the case where first fell in the Isser, the Truma leaven, and then fell in the Heter, the Chulin leaven, so he only holds it would be permitted in the event that first you pulled out the forbidden component. If you first plot the, the forbidden component of Isser, and then um, it's out of there, it's gone, but, and then you have a second addition of additional chulin, which brings the dough to being properly fermented. So then he discounts the first portion. Since it's been removed, he doesn't say the rule of chose of as if it's come back, because it's not. It's been removed, in, it's been removed, and its effects aren't being felt sufficiently to forbid the final mixture. So it's a little misleading. The bottom line and the main takeaway of the Mishnah is that if you have a Zevazeh Gorem scenario, them working together, Rabbi Lezer holds it's forbidden, the Chum holds it's permitted, at least Bidi Evid, and the slight nuance to understand the Mishnah properly is Rabbi Lezer holds it first fell in the Isser, and then you removed it, and then fell in the Heter, and that's the two work together now to bring it to uh, rise. So then Rabbi Lezer still says that the per- mixture is permitted because since you've removed the first component, he thinks its effects are not sufficiently significant to forbid the mixture since it only became totally fermented properly to the finish line thanks to the second and now only ingredient of Heter of leavening agent in the mix.